and welcome back to the Shona Strong podcast. How the hell are you? I'm great, thanks. So today I'm going to talk about getting your head around the fact that your body is changing during pregnancy. Initially, the title for this podcast was coming to terms with your changing body in pregnancy, but I feel like that's not really that positive. Coming to terms with almost sounds like it's a negative thing that's happening to your body, the changes that are happening and that you're coming to terms with it. I've changed the title to getting your head around it, changing your mindset with regards to your your changing body. Now, I'm making this podcast because I feel like it's something I would have wanted to listen to at the start of my pregnancy because I really struggled with getting my head around the fact that my body was changing and it wasn't in a way that I was in control of. Previously, being an athlete, being someone who eats for performance and for hypertrophy, I could easily be in control of how my body changed. So if I wanted to build muscle, I would eat more, I would lift heavier. If I wanted to lose body fat, I would get into a calorie deficit, I would track my calories, etc, etc. But when you get pregnant, the changes that are occurring, especially during your first pregnancy, are so unexpected and it feels like it's completely out of control and then on top of that you've got all the hormones that are going on um, generally making you feel pretty rotten um, so it it's, it's, can be a really difficult process especially if you're someone who is, is athletic and um, for me in particular I found that ways that I define myself and ways that I um, see myself all kind of relate to how I perform athletically. Like my job is like every single day I, I train, but I'm also being active in my job. I teach yoga, I coach people, I'm moving constantly. And also I get so much fulfillment, personal fulfillment out of performing well athletically. Now that all changes as soon as you get pregnant because I I couldn't be the person in the gym that lifted the heaviest. I couldn't be the person who like really ran fast and and smashed the ward and uh, was able to do this amazing thing in yoga, like got really flexible. All of that stuff completely changed and it was really difficult for me to come to terms with. Yeah, we've gone back to that phrase, coming to terms with. It was really hard for me to get my head around. Now, I want to say as well that not everyone has this experience. You hear people all the time say, oh, I just loved being pregnant. And that is wonderful. That's so great. I didn't love being pregnant at the start. Like, if I'm completely honest, and there will be lots of people listening to this podcast who feel either way. And I think that we should acknowledge that and celebrate it because it's awesome that you have really enjoyed pregnancy. But 
Um, I'm making this podcast for people who are struggling to get or struggling to find ways to enjoy or struggling to get their head around their changing body. Um, And also, like, I want to avoid as much as possible the sort of, you should be grateful (laughs) for this narrative. Because that's something that you hear a lot. And it's almost like, I, I don't even think it's other people that will be telling you, you should be grateful. It's it's yourself. It tends to be like, that is, a, that is something that was going on in my head whenever I was feeling low or any sort of negative emotions with regards to being, with regards to the changing body. Um... I would be like, Shona, you're so lucky to be pregnant. Like this is this is exactly what you wanted. And there's so many people that struggle to have this experience and would want it more than anything in the world. And yes, to an extent, that is a really important thing to acknowledge. Like you're so lucky to be pregnant. But I don't know how helpful that is in this situation, particularly with the aforementioned hormones. So I think we should address, first of all, the main reason, or like one of the the most obvious things that people will struggle to get their head around with pregnancy is gaining weight. Now, I just want to say just now, gaining weight is an absolutely vital part of being pregnant. You are not only going to be gaining the weight of the growing child that is inside your body, there's lots of other things that that cause your weight gain and things like the amount of blood that will be in your body, the amount of water that's in your body, um, not only water around your baby but you will probably be retaining a lot of water I just felt really, really swollen. My entire body just felt bigger um, for the majority of the first trimester. And then finally as well, fat gain is going to be something that will happen. And I think a lot of people experience a pressure to not gain any fat during their pregnancy because you see... Um, when you ever see like a pregnant woman in advertising there's like this ideal pregnant body type and it's like just a a slim woman with a bump attached (laughs) and chances are it doesn't quite look like that or you don't feel like that's what you look like Um, and and I think that was something that I uh, expected to happen uh, initially is that I would literally just gain a bump and my the rest of my body would look exactly like it did before. But unfortunately, that's not the case. And the fact is that you will store more body fat than you normally would when you're pregnant because your body is preparing to have energy reserves there to make breast milk for when you have your baby. So if you think, I am eating really well and I'm gaining more body fat than I think I should be, then you are doing absolutely the right thing. Your body is doing what it's meant to. And I'm just looking at a study here 
the study uh, was of 557 healthy women um, and they all enrolled prior to pregnancy and basically what they did was um, skin fold measurements so that's quite a common uh, way to measure body fat the only thing with the skin fold is that you do retain a lot of water when you're pregnant so some of the skin fold will be fat but a lot of it will be water as well but really the point is that there is an increase in these skin fold measurements and they took um the skin folds from the thighs the triceps and the subscapula so that's just um the middle of your back and there's some quite interesting conclusions that they came out with from this study um over the 557 women uh, during the first six weeks after conception there wasn't really an impact on the body fat stores but from 6 to 35 weeks there was on average an increase of 1.5 millimeters at the triceps 4.2 millimeters at the subscapula and 7.3 millimeters at the thighs other interesting things to note from the results of the study is that women with the highest BMIs tended to gain less fat early on. Women who were having their first pregnancy gained more weight at the thigh and the back and women that were carrying male babies had higher gains at the thigh as well and the back than other women. So what I want you to take away from that is that gaining body fat during pregnancy is completely normal and also the amount of body fat that you gain during pregnancy is dependent on so many factors. Another thing that really helped me with the side effects of pregnancy and dealing with the changes was the fact that none of this will last forever. And the way that we can liken this to is lockdown. So we're currently in lockdown right now and it feels like we've been in lockdown forever. But the fact is we will not be in lockdown forever. And when we come out of lockdown, how great life is going to be because we've been through this spell of life being really difficult, of not being able to see our friends, of not being able to do the things that we fully want to do, like travel. And when I was in the first trimester, feeling like absolute garbage, it was really easy for me to just get so bogged down in the fact that I was feeling rotten and it just felt like every day was a proper struggle. But before I even knew it, you do forget pain fast. And before I even knew it, that period ended. And what comes after this period of feeling really sick is just feeling normal. And you realise that normal feels amazing. It feels so good. And you get that rush of gratitude for feeling normal and feeling good. And that is the case with every single spell of pregnancy. There'll be parts, there'll be times when you're feeling really low of energy, but 
what happens is that the next little phase you'll get a real boost of energy and you'll feel great. And also pregnancy on the whole scale of your life, it's 40 weeks, it's nine months. That is such a small, small time in your life. And what you get at the end of the nine months is a person that you will love more than anything else in your life. So just like lockdown, all these hard times do come to an end and there is light at the end of the tunnel. And that really, really helped me accepting that each little struggle is just another little stumbling block on the road that will get round and get over that challenge. So I'm at the stage in my pregnancy where I'm halfway there. I'm slightly over. I'm 22 weeks. So I am in the middle of the second trimester. And right now I am feeling great. And I think that's probably due to lots of reasons. The first reason is that I'm not feeling sick. (laughs) That really helps. The second reason is that I took control of what my mindset was doing. You might be like me and think that you are someone who has a growth mindset and you probably do but you don't necessarily have a growth mindset with regards to every single thing in your life and the issue for me was I had a fixed mindset with regards to my body and with regards to pregnancy. I thought that because I was pregnant, there was going to be so much that I couldn't do. There was so much athletically that I had to not do just now because I was pregnant. And that was all I was focusing on, was that limiting mindset. And while I did say at the start of the podcast, this is not going to be a come on, pull yourself together, be grateful kind of podcast. But if I continued with that fixed mindset, then I'd still be feeling like crap. I'd still be feeling miserable. I listened to Emma Story Gordon's podcast. Emma is my boss. I work for her. She is awesome. And she releases podcasts pretty much every single day if you're not listening which I think you probably are. That's why you found me. Um, She did a podcast on reframing stress. And that one really, really spoke to me because basically what she's saying is that the way that you look at stress or the way that you see stress is how you will perceive it. So if you think, oh, stress is really unhealthy for me, stress is a terrible thing in my life, then yes, it is going to feel awful. And yes, it's going to take over and make you feel miserable and anxious, insert all the rest of the stuff. But if you think of stress as a challenge, as a privilege, as something that you should be grateful for, then stress is actually a really good thing in your life. And so I took that podcast and that really, really helped me with regards to this pregnancy. Not only am I so grateful for being pregnant because I know a lot of people would love to be pregnant, 
I'm also grateful because of all this that I'm being taught by it. I'm I'm learning so much. This baby is teaching me so many amazing things and it's really, really exciting. Teaching me to be patient. Teaching me to be kind to my body. Teaching me to listen to my body as well. And it is just such an amazing experience, which I am so grateful for. Another real turning point for me was the 20-week scan. So if you've not reached that point yet, you have your 12-week scan, which is the first scan where you get to see, hopefully you get to see your entire baby as it is. And they're just checking the size of the baby, checking that everything's okay there. But when you get to the 20-week scan, it's a much more in-depth scan. So you do feel like you get a lot more bang for your buck. The first scan is a bit in, check your baby's there, out you go. It was literally done in under 10 minutes. Whereas with the second scan, they're checking every single part of your baby. So when she put the whatever that thing is on your belly, when she put it on my belly, the first thing I saw was a big set of nostrils and some lips. <laughs> and it literally took my breath away. I could not believe the amazing little intricacies that this scan showed me. So they check the brain, they check the kidneys, they check the heart, they check the length of the legs. You get to see the soles of the feet and the little hands. And it is absolutely mind-blowing. It's it's actually, well, you probably will find it's quite an emotional experience. And it does sound like such a cliche. And it was something that I didn't truly believe until it happened to me. You would hear people say, my body did that. That's I just can't get my head around like, the body is so amazing what it can do and I was like yeah yeah okay but why am I being sick every day <laughs> but then when you're there and you see what your body has done it really is just mind-blowing and I have had so many oh god I'm gonna sound like such a big head here. Right, okay, so I've had a lot of times in my life where I've felt really proud of what my body's done. Um, Like, you know, things like doing really well in a CrossFit competition or running really fast 5k or lifting really heavy, getting a personal best, right? So there's loads of times in my life where I have felt really proud of what my body's done. Does not compare to that feeling of seeing your baby <laughs> honestly like they they are all pale insignificance to this because then you fully appreciate what's going through and it all makes sense all the tiredness all the sickness all the fatigue all of it makes sense so there was times previous to that where I would feel really guilty because pre-pregnant Shona would be able to jump out of bed at 6am, train a couple of clients, then train herself and then whatever, all the stuff that I would do throughout the day and would get to the end of the day, still feel fine, still feel full of energy. Shona, while pregnant, (laughs) 
It's a completely different matter. I really struggle to get out of bed. Um, I can't work really longer than three hours in a row um, personal training. Like I have to take a rest afterwards. Um, I can give nowhere near the same intensity to my workouts, which is expected. But I was feeling guilty for that. I was needing to take naps in the afternoon. I was feeling guilty for that. But then once I saw that scan, I was like, okay, I've been working hard today. I've been making a digestive system. I've been working hard today. I have been making some finger bones, some fingernails, some hair, (laughs) a vocal cord. You know, you get the idea. Like, no wonder you feel exhausted and tired because your body has been doing some absolutely freaking incredible things. And then there's another thing that I would like to talk about and this will be specific to people that really enjoy exercise and it's a big part of their life. So something that I have done a little bit of reading on this, apparently this is like quite a a recent fallacy that or a recent myth and I think it might be related to the fact that in society today your worth as a woman tends to go down as you get older tends to go down as you show signs of aging how dare you show signs of aging Uh, one of those signs of aging might be having a baby having a child so it's the fallacy that you have peaked athletically as soon as you have a child, that's it. You have to retire. If you were a professional athlete, you wouldn't be able to come back from what your body goes through um, being pregnant. You would just have to end it there. Now, that has been proven to be completely untrue by some really amazing athletes. And I'd like to talk a little bit about that because that is something else that has provided me a lot of comfort. And not only comfort, excitement. It's made me so excited for the next stage in my training journey. Obviously, don't worry about me guys. Don't worry. I'm not going to be like jumping back too soon after baby. I'm going to really enjoy being a mum and enjoy having my baby. But I also really want to enjoy getting to pre-Shona fitness levels and then maybe post- like even better than that, further than that. That to me, that challenge really, really excites me. And I'm like, bring it on. If we think about some of the changes that happen to your body when you're pregnant, it logically makes sense that after pregnancy, you would still enjoy some of those benefits. So for example, your rib cage gets bigger. That means you can take more oxygen into your body. There's also an increase in levels of blood and hemoglobin. So basically what transports oxygen around your body. So your heart beats more efficiently. So you basically are training your heart for 40 weeks. And if you are training and being active all the way through your pregnancy, particularly in the last trimester, then 
there's going to be adaptations that carry forward. It's essentially like training with a weighted vest on (laughs) for a very long time. If you are training during your pregnancy, you are pushing your heart and lungs harder than you would if you weren't pregnant, even if you're not training to 100% maximum capacity, which you shouldn't, by the way. You're still training really, really hard. You're training your body hard. So a study in 2017 showed that the adaptations remain at a high level eight weeks after your pregnancy and that some people are still getting the benefits of a more efficient circulatory system 14 months post baby. 14 months, like more than a year post baby, you're still experiencing the benefits of of being pregnant. That is amazing. And then of course there's like so many athletes who've had babies and then come back to their sport and excelled. So look at Paula Radcliffe. Paula Radcliffe, less than a year after her baby was born, she won the New York Marathon. I think she had her baby in January and then like the New York Marathon was like at the end of the year. Serena Williams won the Australian Open when she was eight weeks pregnant. That's amazing. That When I think about what eight weeks pregnant felt like for me, I had my head down the toilet. That's amazing. And then also she's come back to the sport and absolutely excelled. Jessica Ennis also, I believe, won gold in heptathlon at Beijing after her first baby. Now, I'm not saying that you or me are like Jessica Ennis, Serena Williams, Paula Radcliffe. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that your life as an athlete is absolutely not over. And there's so many theories as to why these women have come back and excelled in their sport after pregnancy. And I find it quite fascinating. Like some of them Some of the reasons will be physiological, like the ones that I've spoken about. But then also, they've had the mental break from their sport. They've had however many months or maybe a couple of years off of that really, really intense training. And um, I mean, just thinking about myself, like I pre-pregnancy, I was training six days a week, teaching yoga four times a week also doing gymnastics training and a couple of runs. My training is nowhere near that right now. Like I'm I'm still training five, six times a week and I'm teaching yoga, but um, I'm not doing any of the supplementary stuff and I am training at a lower intensity. So if my training schedule has changed, just imagine what these athletes, how their training schedule has changed. So they could be running or whatever training for hours upon hours a day and then when they're pregnant be doing like 45 minute hour long just normal gym workouts and they've had that physical break from training they've had that mental break there's no pressure for them to compete and win there's just like the the sort of want to move the enjoyment of moving the enjoyment of exercise 
and like moving for health reasons rather than wanting to win at their sport. So there's that and then also perhaps their your perspective your priorities change once you have a baby and I'm sure that will be something that I experience as well is that your priority isn't necessarily to be the most amazing athlete maybe you want to be the most amazing mum as well you want to be a good athlete but I would say it's more important to be a really good mum and uh, there is a theory that with some of these athletes because they are new mums they don't have the time to follow the same really intense training routine that they they were following so the training that they do get in it's shorter it's less intense and it is much more efficient as well so um, there is a theory that quite a lot of these athletes are overtraining and they're training more than they actually need to So having a family, having a baby forces them to train less and they are reaping the benefits of that. I mean, there are so many different theories as to why these people perform better, but there's no reason as to why we can't also take those on um, and, and experience the benefits of it experience the benefits of like your priorities change it'll be so nice for me to focus on someone else and someone else's happiness and and life and enjoyment of life as well as my own but take away from like sometimes I can get so in my head about things that are so inconsequential things that are not important to worry about things like how much weight I can lift like that's not something that defines me as a human that's not something that I should be losing sleep over or stressing over and I think that when you have a baby your priorities absolutely change and you just don't maybe sweat the small stuff as much and I'm really really excited about that so if you take anything away from this podcast I want you to know that even if you aren't feeling it What your body is doing right now is absolutely incredible and one of the most amazing feats that your body will actually go through. And one of the best pieces of advice that I got early in my pregnancy that I'm going to pass on to you is just enjoy being pregnant because you don't get to do it very often. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you've got any questions, you can reach out to me. My Instagram is at Shona Strong and you can email me at info at shonastrong.com.